Lights, sirens, heroes. You're listening to the Unreasonable Grounds podcast. Well, I just wanted to say that uh, I have some bias about this uh, episode that uh, we'll see how it goes, but, uh, you know, (laughs) it's going to be tough for me, man. Hot Fuzz is one of my favorite movies ever, but I just like, I just can't get behind the Vauxhall. <laughs> it's a 98 for Christ's sake. So, I mean, I don't know. It, it's yeah. going to be tough either way. Well, and, it, and it was missing a door at one point. So, and welcome everybody back yeah. to the Unreasonable Grounds podcast. You've got Mike and Mike here. This is episode 15. This is the Hollywood Cup Card Challenge round. Who the hell knows? I think it's matchup number four. Is it matchup number four, Mikey? Uh, I'll just consult my papers here. <laughs> Um, yeah, I'll go with four because we're not really doing it in order. So I'm just going to say four because I don't know. We're like, I, <laughs> we're like, I think we've done about four of these and I think we've done enough of them thus far that we can just say okay, so it. it's the next round. It's the next matchup. It is. It is. We're well, no, no, it's, it is still the preliminary round of the playoffs here. We're not into the semifinals yet. So no, no, no. It's first round. Yeah. So it's still the first round. Still, we're we're still first using round, that yeah. bracket format, yeah. And this is far from any kind of competitive league. It's like me. whose line is it anyway? Where the points don't matter. <laughs> they don't ask how; they ask how many. So that's the isn't that an old hockey saying they used to have? But here on the Unreasonable Grounds podcast, this is the first responder podcast for first responders by first responders. This is what we do. We have fun, and this whole idea of the podcast is just to stay on the lighter side of law enforcement and first responder work and to stay on the lighter side this is what we do we've created the hollywood cop car challenge where we take fictional cop cars created for film on the big screen and we put them up against one another so in this episode what we're going to be doing is a very first thing we are going to be breaking donut because it is the unreasonable grounds podcast tradition to be able to do so we have to bless the episode itself and we're going to get into that and then the other thing we're going to do we're going to put two vehicles up against one another and for this episode it's going to be the 2007 chevy tahoe from bright and the 1998 Vauxhall astra mark i'm going roman numerals on this one mark four uh from hot fuzz iv iv mark four uh from hot fuzz so mikey let's get to the actual tradition because these are supposed to be mini episodes let's break down so- as as I reveal my donut, or donuts plural, as I said, because I've got two small ones, uh, I am cheating a bit today. But they're, they're not, not donuts. Mm. It's uh, these are chocolate filled croissants. Yes. Okay. It's blasphemy, yeah. but, but it's I'll... chocolate. But <laughs> <laughs> You're like, it's like giving it's like giving one of our people a crown vic but it's like 10 15 years old and you're like but it's a crown vic you're, you're like, like no, sorry it's... all we had was a chev caprice you're like it's beat to crap it's a chevy impala like one of the yeah. 2004 not impalas. even the crown vic it's no 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 like, it's the impala where everybody's like yeah, yeah that thing was garbage anyways uh yeah. okay so you've got a couple of chocolate covered croissants which look fantastic yep. and where are they coming from uh, nothing but the best here for, uh, for my mouth. This is straight out of Superstore. <laughs> oh, how, how bougie of you as you went to the great I Canadian Superstore. I turned down the four pack of chocolate chip muffins that were a dollar to buy these bad boys. 
If you're ever wondering if we're sponsored or if we are in any way making any money from this, you bought those for how much were they? Are they day olds too? No, well, they're allegedly fresh. So <laughs> always fresh. Okay. Yeah, always fresh. <laughs> always fresh. Okay, so uh, you've got those. I'm I'm sitting with what I feel is like possibly the most bougie thing compared to a couple of uh, chocolate cover croissants from Great Canadian Superstore. I have a from Nana Nana's and Papa's because they're they're. That's how they say it. it's Nana's and Papa's Bakery in Parksville. It's the I went in there looking for a donut that was actually supposed to be a chocolate dip. And what I ended up oh. with in their sign was a Long John Boston cream. Yeah. Now, if you want to talk some weird crap going on, it's putting both the, the Boston cream and the Long John together. I've never seen it in a donut shop. It's the weirdest thing I've ever heard of. But my God, does it smell good? And I'm going to show you. It I'll looks get, good. You I, sent me that picture earlier and uh, it's glistening. So, oh, oh, yeah. And it, it is. is so filled. So here, buddy, let's just do this because I'm so excited yeah, to get these in. Let's cheers. Episode 15. Let's do it. Cheers. Cheers, buddy. Mm. Oh, and for the record, it's chocolate filled as well. Oh, I see it. Well, it's a little heavier than I expect a croissant to be. But the chocolate's actually real good. It doesn't taste like fake, overly sugary chocolate or anything. You look like you're going into diabetic shock, so it must be good. <laughs> I don't want it to stop. You know what? It's funny. We've done this a couple of times. This is episode 15. And I'm telling you right now, Mikey, that is probably the greatest donut I've ever had. Mm-hmm. I'm putting it That's down. That's saying a lot. <laughs> I'm putting it down. Oh, my God. I have like... Wow. Mikey, I have, I got goosebumps. Oh. I'm, I'm like in borderline. I'm going to Parksville. I'm getting one of those donuts. I'm like in borderline orgasmic levels of excitement mm. here. Like I, I don't even know how to explain what's going on right now. My God, go to, <laughs> you have to go to Nana's and Papa's bakery to go get their Long John Boston cream. I'm shivering because I'm pissed off and then I'm going to have to wait another 25, 30 minutes to be able to have another bite of this for episode 16. Oh, hey, attaboy. I'm officially on EI. Attaboy. <laughs> Represent. Yeah. Okay, coffee's in. i spend it all in meth. <laughs> Donuts <laughs> in my belly. Let's do this, dude. Okay, so let's break it down, Mikey. Uh, same as always, what we end up doing is looking at a couple different ca- uh, categories. We look at mechanical. I'm and- excited about tonight. I know, same. So it's mechanical. How do the vehicles measure up against one another in power? Uh, use of a police vehicle, right? So that's number two. Number three is iconic level. Did yep. the vehicle outshine the actors or actors using it? And was the vehicle undeniably one of the best parts of the film? And number four, which is the finale, it's kind of the make it or break it kind of thing, is your favorite, the badassery. And that's pretty self-explanatory. So, okay. and, and on that point, so we got two different films, right? We've we've already talked about the vehicles. It's a 07 Chevy Tahoe versus the 98 Vauxhall Astra Mark IV. We'll talk about the vehicles themselves. Vauxhall. But let's get into the two films as we're learning a little bit more about the podcasting and that. And we're learning a little bit more about making sure that A, you and me don't get sued. 
we need to talk a little bit about the films. So what we're doing is we're actually referencing Bright, which is the 2017 film. It was made by Netflix or for Netflix by Overbrook Entertainment. Again, I'm going to put the caveat in there for you and me, Mikey. Please, uh, those people at Netflix and Overbrook, don't sue us. We don't actually make any money from this podcast. There, we said it. It's out of there. Well, and, and to be fair, we're providing an objective review on a what is essentially fictional tale and how a vehicle had a role in that movie. So I think it sounds like promo to me. Yeah. So in that, I, film, I think we're covered by uh, the creative commons or whatever the hell it's called. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's starring Will Smith, Joel Edgerton. I really like Joel Edgerton. Uh, I can yeah. never know how to pronounce her name. Uh, Numi Rapace. She was from Sherlock Holmes, the second film. She was like the mm. gypsy queen. And it was directed mm-hmm, by mm-hmm. David Ayer. And I got to tell you this one on this one, Mikey. And I know we've reviewed a couple Isn't of it films. Ayer, Ayer. Is it Ayer? I, I thought it was Ayer, but... Okay, Ayer works for me. I'm terrible with names, so I'm probably the last person you want. So little did I know that David Ayer, Ayer, whatever it is, he was the writer of U571. He was also a writer of Training Day. He was a writer of SWAT. He was the writer, and I believe he did some of the producing in The Fast and the Furious, and he had everything, wrote, produced, and directed everything for End of Watch and Fury, two of my favorite movies. Yep, I agree. Yeah, he's a guy that I see in the credits, and apologies to him if he somehow stumbles down a rabbit hole of the internet and actually sees or hears this. Uh, Apologies for not being able to pronounce his name correctly but he's definitely a guy that puts out good quality product and i know i'm gonna enjoy whatever he's stuck his hands into because you know you basically just listed what easy easily a whole bunch of things that i would have on like a a top list of some kind you know like oh absolutely but my top 50 of all time or whatever would easily include probably all of those for different reasons so yeah, I'd probably say top 20 for me. And there's going to be a whole different different categories, but they're all going to be within the top 20. Uh, and then to yeah. move on to Hot Fuzz, Hot Fuzz was the twenty, the 2007 Universal Pictures, obviously, release. Again, don't sue us, please. We don't make money. I'm going to put that caveat on every single film. Is that it's starring Simon Pegg, Nick Frost, obviously both of them from Shaun of the Dead, uh, directed by Edgar Wright, who did Baby Driver, The World's End, Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, Ant-Man, so on and so forth. Obviously... You know, Edgar Wright is is kind of a, he's a unique taste in Hollywood, especially in British movies and that. And he did a fantastic job with this one as well, because you and I both absolutely love Hot Fuzz. And you and I both have like mm-hmm. this weird fanboy thing for Bright going on as well, too. Absolutely, yeah. So looking at those yeah, two films. Without Hot, Hot Fuzz is one of my my favorite cop films of all time. Uh, it's part of the Coronetto trilogy for those of us who are, familiar with that a little bit of uh cinematic wizardry so it's uh uh it's definitely one that i'm quite happy watched probably way too many times but (laughs) (laughs) so here we go we're going to get into our our topics Mikey, we've got the Chevy Tahoe. Now, uh, for the stats on this one, you've amazed me in all the rest of the episodes, so I'm going to give you a hand because I know you've got eight-month-old baby brain at home, and you don't have a whole lot of time to be able to go and kick it into gear on this Cheers. one. So <laughs> yep. the 07 Chevy Tahoe has got a 5.3-liter V8 engine. It's got 320 horse with 340-pound foot torque, right, at 
300 or 136 mile per hour max speed. I don't know what the hell that 136 mile per hour, but that's fast for a Tahoe SUV. What it is in kilometers per well, hour. Well, let's to face it. it. Uh, 130 would be what about 210? 210? If you ever got or a Tahoe up to 210, yeah, it's 130. It's like 136, I think I said. If you ever got a Tahoe up to 136, 136 mile per hour, 210. 218.871 kilometers per hour. Jesus. So, you imagine my, screaming down the highway. My crippled brain math wasn't too bad. So <laughs> <clears throat> I couldn't even imagine spinning out in a Tahoe. And I love those cars, man. I love oh, yeah. them. I wish that I was able well, to drive one of those. I think, you know, again, because we're in the mechanical column of this, we definitely got to give some credit to just the, the, the raw power of the engine in the Tahoe because there's no help from the aerodynamics of that vehicle. It is a brick. <laughs> no. It is literally like, remember when you were a child and you took the, like, big Lego block and you put the little Lego block on top of it and you're like, I got an SUV. Yeah, like, that's what it looks like. <laughs> and what was an SUV back then? Like a Jeep Commander or the Wagoneer? You know what I mean? And they, they did nothing with the aerodynamics and they just built the Tahoe. It was like, screw it. We'll just no. make it like that. Okay, so, it, so we've got yeah, that. So I mean, it's uh, props to the Tahoe. Yeah, the Tahoe is going to take some some muscle power when it comes to the actual mechanical side because yeah. here comes the Pew Pew, the tiny little 1998 Vauxhall Astra Mark IV, which is a 2.0, so it's a 2-liter, 16-valve, 136-horsepower, which is actually not bad for a four-cylinder, right? Hey, it's good on gas. 208 kilometers an hour max speed. Now, the curb weight, so I didn't even bother looking the at. Is the stats for the Vauxhall that you've got, is that for the like civilian market Vauxhall or is that for one that's actually set up for police interception tuning? So I looked at that and what they I looked for to see if it was a PPV version of it. Uh, and apparently yep. only in, in America, so America, they are the only ones that actually look at the vehicles like that. I looked it up to see if it, they had any tuning, if the British vehicles had the tuning for police vehicles. Other than the BMWs, the Vauxhalls, yeah. as far as I could find, well, and did the Volvos as well, and the Volvos, yeah, and and these did not have it. So they'll usually like twin turbo stuff. So it's uh, feel dirty giving credit to uh, station wagon for its performance capability, but the the police Volvos are actually pretty decent. Exactly right, and, but I mean this particular one, I don't know, man. This was this was all I could find on it, and I looked it up as the Mark IV. <sighs> Hot yeah. Fuzz, British version. This is exactly... There's a whole bunch of websites that love British police vehicles. Like, even more than we love police vehicles in North America, they love theirs. Yeah, so the the, the Mark IV, you know, it, it just is what it is. You know, mechanically speaking, it's a four-cylinder up against this ridiculous 5.3-liter V8 engine. Mechanically speaking, I, I don't know about you, but I got to give it to the Tahoe. Yeah, it'd be hard to not give it to the Tahoe for this column. Uh, I mean, you know, if I was driving in the tight little rural roads of the UK, I certainly would not want a Tahoe. However, 
that's not what we're evaluating here. So uh, hands down, mechanical advantage to the Tahoe. Yeah, it almost seems, again, unfair how we're putting a, like when we did the F-150 up against the uh, Navistar MXT. <laughs> and you're like, how do you compare those two? Like one's a tank and the other one's a pickup. Like, are you absolutely shitting me? Oh, so interesting little bit here. Uh, I watched Hobbs versus Shaw again recently, like just had it on in the background kind of thing. But right near the beginning of the movie, Hobbs is like out for brunch with his daughter or whatever. That's the Ryan and Reynolds then scene. It's like, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. So as he's getting ready to go for that, he actually hops in to an F-150, very similar in style to the one from Walking Tall. Really? Yeah. So, and I'm like... Oh, and I never had an opportunity to go and check to see if it actually was the same model F-150 or whatnot, but it's like very similar body style, a little bit lifted, but nothing crazy. It's just like, it's that bad boy truck. And I think it's, it was kind of a neat little nod to the walking tall sort of F-150. So, and then obviously in the Napstar later and just... So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you, it, but, it wasn't, it's not even fair. But okay, so yeah. let's move into the use as a police vehicle. All right, so we've gone over this one in a couple of different uh, rounds already or matchups. Yeah. And I got to say, this is actually a tough one for me to, to speak on because they both actually do it pretty well. I know. It's hard to pick one. The, the tightest one. They're, they're both marked vehicles. Yep. Right? They, they both do what I you know, referred to as that mundane police 101 work, right? Like, you know, in Hot Fuzz, they're camping in their Vauxhall doing, you know, even radar enforcement, right? You know, they pull up to go and talk to Mr. Staker about his missing swan. So. <laughs> Piss taker. <laughs> Peter Ian. <laughs> Peter Ian Staker. Yes, Piss taker. Oh. <laughs> and e and um, even the radar at the very end of the radar when they pull yeah, over the the director right or the producer of the theater and it's like did you see what i did yeah. there he's like yeah you hypnotized him it's like no i did police work <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. so well and then the the tahoe like it's they're out on patrol like it's <laughs> It's about as North America as you get. Now, obviously, you got to have that whole fictional element. They're slightly more militarized of their work and their altered reality world that they live in and stuff. But yeah, it's 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 it's, it's actually a really tough one for me. What what do you what do you think on this one? Well, I I think here's the deal the the voxel they do a lot of police work in that thing, and it's literally like you said, it is just the buddy cop movie where they're sitting in the car together. You know, they're doing traffic stops. They're doing community service events with it. I don't know how much more policing you could possibly get than that, especially in Britain and, and Canada, for example. But, I mean, you know, they have, a, they have a chase, so they're using it as a police vehicle in their pursuit. If you look at the Tahoe, now, they also use it for patrol. Uh, guess what? A member of the, oh, what is it, the light? Who's, who's the guy with the big, huge Claymore sword? I can't remember... It was something oh. the light. It's something light. It's like it's a group that he belongs to that fights the uh, yes the dark lord. But he um. he gets in the back and he gets and he throws up in the back of it. How much more cop car can you possibly get than some drunk junkie throwing up in the back of the PC and having to hose it out? Right. Yeah. It, well, exactly. Serling. But I mean, like that it, was the character's name. Oh, okay. Yeah, and it's 
they do patrols, they do this, <clears throat> they end up using it. I mean, at one point they use it as cover in their little shootout scene that they have there with the Infernis hideout. You know, it, it, there's a whole bunch of things going on. It's too tight. It honestly, in the different ways, I have to give it a tie. Like I can't think of one card that's going to have an edge over the other. And, you know, and we'll talk about it a little bit later on so, the, the badassery as well too, is that both of them end up losing a door as well too in their pursuit in their chase yeah i think for me i gotta give it a slight edge to the voxel in in this category just because they do more legitimate police work in it right like there's there's a good quantity of the film that you know if it's just the setting for dial between you know danny and, and nickel is the this they're in the police car. They're policing. They're doing their job. And so the the fact that they're, you know, like you mentioned earlier, when they were doing their speed trap and they pull over the the director guy. And I think I think the Vauxhall takes an edge just slightly for me because they do more real police work. Okay. Yeah. I'll I'll I'll, I'll, I'm, I'm I'll giving us a, a hair's you're, edge. You're, you're to going the Vauxhall. you're going Vauxhall. If I have to say Oh man, yeah. I mean, you know, I, I I'm so conflicted on this because I also like the fact that the Tahoe they go out patrolling and they come across all of the uh, oh what the orcs and they come across the orcs and it's like the gangbangers orcs hanging out in the yard and like lifting oh, the cars. Yeah, I forgot it. Yeah, they're doing that, but then at the same that's time, because, yeah, before they actually uh, run into the brights. That's right. So they're they're doing those types of things, and as well as you know, there's nothing more yeah uh, copish oh, than. That's right. I forgot. Than oh. the guys pulling up on the front lawn. Uh, yeah. For the sake of interesting argument, I think what I'm going to do is I'm actually going to give that to me. I'm going to give it to the Tahoe. I don't know why. I just, I have this feeling. I like the Vauxhall because it, it does more basic patrol, but I feel like yeah. the Tahoe, it, ha- it has something to it. So I think we're going to end up being split on that one, buddy. You know, and I think, I think you're right. You actually make a good point. I forgot about that scene in Bright with that kind of entry level patrol. So yeah, you know what? I think it's, it's, it's a safe, I don't know, safe's the right word. I think it's a fair judgment to call that category draw. Yeah, I think it's a draw. 100% it's a draw. Uh, we're moving on to the iconic level. All, All right. right. So, you and I both love Hot Fuzz. You and I both love Bright. And we can appreciate those films for what they are and, and, and what they are. They mean to in policing and what Hot Fuzz is really allows you to see the lighter side of everything. Iconic level, I wouldn't necessarily say either one of these vehicles necessarily is iconic more than the actors that rode in them and used them and so on and so forth. But I would have to say, and this is just me, but I would have to say that after seeing Bright, that the Tahoe, this caged up Tahoe, classic LAPD black and white, just speaks, is iconic to me. And if there is any iconic level there, that I will say that it probably edges it out. And I'd have to say that the Vauxhall itself, maybe it's because I don't have enough experience with seeing so many of the British vehicles. I agree. I I feel that the Tahoe is a little more iconic, both within the film and outside of it. I think the Tahoe has a little more actual police presence and it resonates a little stronger as an image. The Vauxhall itself, I don't think ever made at strong impact. My personal experience with European policing 
involved Volvos and Peugeots and no Vauxhalls. Again, the Tahoe resonates more as the vehicle itself outside of the film. And I think it served its characters a little better than the Vauxhall did. I think because of that, while there was never any like iconic moments for the Tahoe to like truly shine as an icon itself, it it put itself ahead of the Vauxhall just by sheer resonating imagery. I when I think of LAPD, it's the Crown Vic black and white or like a Tahoe, right? And when I think any sort of European police car, it's not a Vauxhall. Yeah, it's going to end up like you said. It's going to be it's going to be like a Peugeot, Mercedes, BMW, something like that. A Volvo. Got to love the Volvos. Got to yeah, give the, the cred, cred to the Volvo, particularly the Peugeot two hundred six. Yeah, so I think we're going to give that a Peugeot six everywhere. So. so I think we give that one to the Tahoe. Agreed. Okay, so I, I think we move on to the badassery. So the badassery, I'm actually going to be extremely unreasonable in this sense. Because you can't beat oh. you can't beat Will Smith driving around, especially when he's in uniform. How often do you actually see Will Smith in a police uniform? Okay, which I thought was awesome for the movie, mm. but it's not what we're talking about today. How often do you see him driving around, especially in one the slow motion shot where that vehicle gets absolutely pancaked by the sorcery going on with that wand? Yeah. But I will say the fact that Simon Pegg's character Nicholas Angel and Danny go flying into that thing all kitted out and do that giant jump into the miniature village. <laughs> yes. Like, I, I know it wasn't, it was actually, it wasn't Nicholas's, it wasn't, I always want to say Nicholas. I always want to say Nicholas Angel, but it wasn't Angel. It was actually the chief. Sergeant and, Angle. Yeah. And it, <laughs> and it was the chief and the guy from the grocery mart. It was, uh, what's his name? Former James Bond. Yeah. Yeah. James Bond. Um, yeah. I, whatever um <laughs> oh god he's horrible james bond timothy dalton timothy dalton thank you it was timothy dalton they go flying over there so but it's exact same car they have two two of the exact yes. same car doing it so here i'm gonna say this yeah i'm actually given the badassery because simon Pegg's character nicholas angel actually makes it badass especially with danny beside yeah. him i'm giving badassery to the voxel in this one you know what i I like where you went with that, and I agree with your reasonings, and I will take it a step further and say I'm going to give it to the Vauxhall as well because I find the Tahoe's a bit of a tryhard, and I don't like that. The, the extra caging on it and stuff like that, I think it was just far too supplemental than uh, what the Vauxhall just did purely on its own. Uh, and again, like you said, lost the door... <laughs> crazy airtime and like yeah sure it didn't have to compete with sorcery but you know it's <laughs> it, yeah sor- it's the sorcery yeah i, th- I, th- I think the Devo- the voxel deserves the badassery because let's face it it's it's coming from a behind run anyway with its little in fuel efficient four banger so <laughs> it 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 serves its purpose more than well enough with, in a very impressive way. So, okay. Yeah. It's so, no Marinello, but I'll give it the best. It's no Marinello or 911. I'll tell you that much. Okay. <laughs> so, here's the deal. We, we, we have basically outscored on this one and we had a bit of a tie. Now, I'm going to go back to the use as a police vehicle. Okay. That was the only one because number one, mechanical went to the Tahoe. Number two, went a draw. 
Number three, the iconic level went to the Tahoe. Okay. And then number four was yep. the badassery went to the Vauxhall. I am actually yep. looking back and thinking about it and how they use it as a police vehicle. I am willing to bend on this one and go a mile for you, Mikey, and say that I will go with the Vauxhall for the use of a police vehicle. And unfortunately, that leads us at a tie again. Oh, seriously? Oh, man. Yeah. But the thing is, I really want to see that Vauxhall. Yeah? I want to see that Vauxhall move on. I want to see the <sighs> Vauxhall up against yeah. the uh, the F-Shack. Oh, yeah. Yeah. More <laughs> foreshadowing. More foreshadowing. It's coming. <laughs> so. It's dirty Mike special. It's whatever. There's, you yeah, know what? you know what? I, 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 this, particularly in that police category, I, again, I I think the Vauxhall just has that hair's edge the more I think about it. You know, the yeah. We're forgetting one thing. Danny is essentially being field trained in that Vauxhall. So you can give it that one more element as well. Okay. So right? he learns how to fucking take notes and more. So okay, Vauxhall that... all the way. It's a draw. Send it to the masses. That's it. We're putting the tie. That's it. We're putting it to Instagram and to, and to Facebook and all the rest of our wonderful social media outlets. So that's what we're going to do, Mikey. So we've got the the Tahoe versus the Vauxhall, and this is going to go to you, the actual listener. You're going to be deciding who actually moves on in this match. So un- unfortunately, we we had two fantastic vehicles that I wanted to see move on one or the other, but we had it moving on. And you know what we're going to do? We're just going to put it to you. We're going to decide what happens. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to go to the Instagram on this one. We're going to give it to you guys, the listeners, to be able to decide what who is actually going to move on to the next round. Is it going to be the Chevy Tahoe from Bright, or is it going to be the 98 Vauxhall Astra Mark IV from Hot Fuzz? Uh, I would personally like to see maybe the Vauxhall move on. Anybody wants to choose and, and do whatever. If you want to be a bit of a jerk yeah. and go and, and put the Tahoe up there as <laughs> number one, I'm good with that too. Because listen, a reasonable person would pick the Vauxhall. But this podcast is all about being unreasonable. So on that point, we're going to conclude it here. It's going to the masses. Like you said, Mikey, yep. everybody, thank you very much for joining us. Remember to check out the podcast Download as many episodes as you want. Share the word. Put it out to the masses, the people you work with, the people that you know in law enforcement, if it be first responder work. Direct them over to Spotify, Google Podcast, iHeartRadio app. Download the podcast. Let us know what you think. Let us know. Drop us some DMs. Whatever you got to do, however you communicate with us back and forth, let us know what you like and what you want to see. Mikey, closing words if your actual recording works. Uh, I'd like to thank everybody for joining what is probably our closest competition of the Hollywood police car matchup so far. As sappy as that sounds, this is a cool episode. And we had fun with it. The next one's even going to be even better. Especially all the Dr. Roboto moments. (laughs) Guys, be safe out there. (laughs) And uh, we'll, we'll see you guys in a couple episodes. Lights, sirens, heroes, you're listening to the Unreasonable Grounds Podcast.